This is episode five of the Loose is Loose podcast. Welcome back. Um, hope you had a wonderful week. Uh, this is uh, the first official day of summer, my daughter tells me, and we're excited to see what this summer 2020 has to hold in light of what uh, spring uh, and uh, uh, of 2020 had to hold so far. Um, this episode, we are going to talk about uh, what you see, and you'll understand a little bit better as we go through and get into this episode, but vision is so important for everyone in our lives as we think through what we want to have in our life, and uh, hopefully we can learn something new through this discussion. All right, let's get into it. Albert Einstein said, imagination is everything. It's a preview of life's coming attractions. Now, what that quote by Einstein is surfacing is the fact that we have been gifted by God with a way of seeing into the future. Think with me for a minute of any of the hotels you've stayed at. Maybe it had a beautiful ballroom to host events and a splendid pool that you and your family enjoyed in your time that you were there. Okay, now that you have that image in mind, ask yourself the question, how did that hotel get there? Well, I'm here to tell you it got there the way everything does, by being created twice. First, it was seen in the mind. It was conceived in the powerful mind and imagining faculty of someone before it was then created in physical form. And the second creation allowed us the opportunity to walk into someone's idea in effect. But you can be sure that if that first creation did not happen, there would never be a hotel to be enjoyed by you and many, many other guests for years to come. Now, this is self-evident. And so we don't usually think about these things in these terms, but this is the world we inhabit. We are always creating. Now that's good news when what we create is orderly and leads to satisfaction in our soul or prosperity for our efforts. But unfortunately, far too often our minds and imagining faculty are a chaotic jumble of contrarian ideas and fears and general negative attitudes and more often than not, we relegate this powerful gift to tasks far below what's really possible for us. But what if we took the limits off and really went for it and determined to create the life we really want instead of the one we were either convinced by ourselves or by someone in our past that we loved and respected was what we were allowed to have? And oftentimes this would happen often uh, uh, often happen after we've tried and failed at some effort, and so we decide to give up on asking big. But let's circle back and spend a little more time on this idea of our wonderful imagining faculty being a window or way for us to see into the future, and that without the use of this ability, all progress would come to a screeching halt. And that's not hyperbolic, that's a fact. You know, I grew up in New York City and that's the place where my wife and I bought our first house in the borough of Queens. Queens, as many of you know, is an old, established, uh, densely populated community. And it was rare to ever see a swath of land that was just unfinished, untouched, that had not previously had a house on it of some kind of, some kind of residence. It was rare to see that, that kind of a, you know, uh, a space where there, there wasn't a house that was then torn down for a new house to go up. And there were many examples, countless examples of renovations that would happen uh, with homes. They'd get larger and change their look and so on and so forth. But rarely would you come upon a field of trees and brush that was then transformed into new housing. 
Now you contrast that with where we live now in Georgia, and one of the things that I've enjoyed the most since moving here is listening to the stories of lifelong residents when they would tell me, I remember when this strip of land was nothing but fields and cows, you know, and you drive down and you think, look at all this development and commercial, you know, uh, commerce that's going on and the like, and it's hard to imagine that this place would be full, filled with cows. And in fact, even at the time that we've lived here, we've become those residents <laughs> that would say to new arrivals, yeah, I remember when that was all trees before that community of 50 or 100 homes went up, and so on and so forth. And to even more personalize it, I think about our home, the home we live in now. And I remember coming by with the builder the first time to show us when he showed us the plot of land. And I thought, OK, that's a lot of trees. And that's all that would be here today if someone, and that person was not me back then, because all I saw was trees, if someone could not see a home located here. And the only thing we had to represent this idea of a home on this field of trees was, was an architect's drawing. Again, the original idea or creation of the home we have now lived in for over a decade. Here's another way of thinking about this. For over 15 years, we've been living in, eating meals, raising kids and dogs, enjoying holidays inside of someone's imagination. So in light of how powerful our imagining faculty is, we have to ask ourselves, how's our vision? How well do we see? And these questions should necessarily lead us to a desire to cultivate this powerful ability. And why is that? Because if all we're able to see is what we have right now at this present moment, then that's all we'll ever have. Again, back to that plot of land covered with trees. Without the vision of something more being possible, nothing more would be manifest. Remember, two creations. Here's a practical implication of this. Studies say that a majority of people are unhappy with their jobs for a host of reasons. In fact, it's so uncommon to find people who are dissatisfied with their jobs that when you find someone that says, I really love my job, it's almost like you want to throw them a party, you know, because you found the one. But interesting, but interesting for those people who are in the dissatisfied majority, what they don't, what they do doesn't often contribute as much to their dissatisfaction as who they work with or the boss they work for. In the end, most people who do leave a job do it less because of the money they make or the work they do as much as the people they work with and for. I personally know people who are willing to make, who were willing to make less money working somewhere else doing the same or essentially the same kind of work. But here's one of the main things that keep many people stuck year after year at a job that doesn't satisfy them. They don't have a vision for what would take its place. They simply have not invested any time with their beautiful, powerful human imagination to see into the future. The fact remains that we cannot go where we cannot see. Jim Rohn said, we go the direction we face, and we face the direction we design. But we should not misunderstand that quote to mean that we must first have all the steps nailed down because we can, we, before rather, we can take any action. Going back to our example of the plot of ground that was covered with trees and the architectural plans for a house, what's interesting about that is the architect was very intentional about the plans they put together for what our home would look like. But almost immediately we started making changes. We wanted a few more feet here, different interior design of the kitchen area. We didn't like this window the way it was constructed and on and on. 
And what's more, after the bulldozers showed up and started tearing down trees and grading the property, the builder discovered that even more changes were necessary because of things that were unanticipated during the planning stages. What am I saying? It's a farce to think we will ever know and have all the details planned out in advance. All of our plans must be subject to adjustments. But here's what I want you to get. It's not your responsibility to figure out all the details from point A to point B. There is this, there is this hard to explain phenomenon that I found in my life and that has been written about for centuries where life conspires on your behalf to bring things to me I've set, uh, once I've set a directional intention. Did you get that? Our part is to set a directional intention for our life and then to not become invested in the specific steps it must follow or has to be done in. Just focus on the outcome. This is why many of us are stuck and frankly, why I myself have been stuck in the past. Oh sure, I wasn't happy with what I had, but I didn't have an answer for what it was that I wanted. And consequently, because the only thing I was very clear about was what I didn't want instead of what I did, I kept creating what I didn't want over and over again. We need to break that cycle in our lives. And because I have personal experience with this unstructured focus, I don't want to keep repeating this in my life. I've created a daily routine that helps me to clarify my future focus. This has become such an ingrained part of my daily meditation time that when I don't get to do it, like what happened one day this past week, my entire day is thrown off kilter. So I have what I sometimes call vision cards that I've taken the time to print up on blank business card stock and I probably have 50 of them that define specific things I want to keep in front of me every day. These are the things that I want in my life, such as the kind of relationships I want with my wife and children, the kind of work I want to do, the promises God has made to me, which are found in his word and so on. And these are statements that are personal to me, so as a result, they are deeply impactful. And doing this daily is really important because like a friend reminded me this past week, it's important that we, are completely, that we completely align our lives so that we're not even one degree off course. Because that one degree may not matter today, but it will over time. I repeat these statements out loud because I've proven for myself in my own life the power of my words spoken in faith out loud. And here's what I realize I'm doing as a result of this daily practice. I'm building that structure or architecture for the idea of here's where I want to go in my life. Not how, but where. And again, what I've discovered in my life is once I define where I want to go, life starts to conspire to get me there. Now, I don't know how this works exactly, but I just know in hindsight that I can see that it does. That there is this way that my awareness gets amped up for things I need to accomplish the goal that I've defined. Here's a simplistic example. Anyone who's ever purchased a new car notices that for days, weeks, and sometimes months after they see their car make, model, color, uh, they start to see it everywhere they look. Have all these cars through some magical, mystical process instantaneously manifested all at once? No. What has changed is not the observed, but the observer. Our awareness of what has always been there has been sensitized. So it's true that all things be ready if our minds be so. So the challenge for us is to allow to sink deep into our consciousness the fact that we cannot go where we cannot see. And as a result, we must first of all clearly define what it is we want. 
This is a critical step that we should not take lightly. There's a great example in the Gospel of Mark where Jesus is face to face with a blind beggar and he asked the man, what do you want me to do for you? Now when you're face to face with your solution, you want to make sure you ask with intelligence. Some might say, well, wasn't it obvious what the man needed? But that's not the point. It doesn't matter what others think you need. It's what you believe you need that matters at the time of asking. So clearly define what it is you want. And then, once you've decided on what it is you want, it's important to develop a daily practice where you keep that idea in front of you every day. As the ancient text says, knock and keep knocking. I've told you mine and you can feel free to adopt it or create your own, but in either case, make sure it's deeply personal to you. Now here's something I know is true for you as well as it is for me. We know when the things we're doing in and with our lives does not satisfy our soul. And we know the things that do. The gap between these two things is only filled with courage and faith. So begin at once to use your powerful imagination to see that better version of meaningful work or fulfilling relationship with a significant other or child and allow courage to fill the gap between where you are and where your new clarified vision sees you being. And remember lastly, to let yourself off the hook for figuring out how all the details uh, uh, are supposed to go because that's not your part to play in this process. I hope you have a wonderful week and that you begin to put these things into practice in your life. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Moose is Loose podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the content and feel like it would be helpful to someone you know, please feel free to share it. Uh, that's how we get the word out um, about this um, information to help folks just live a better life and uh, let them know, frankly, that they're not alone. I think that's so important. Um, so be someone's hero today. Share this content. Um, like, subscribe, and we'll see you in the next episode. Hope you have a wonderful week.